0: Welcome to Death Holler, the place of haunted hearts and haunted homes. We welcome you to Death Manor, the home that boasts the most ghosts. Come on in. We've been expecting you. Take a look around. You might see someone that you recognize. Do you hear those voices? That's just the Reverend Dr. Death and La arena They're so happy to see you. Sit back and relax. Make yourself at home, your new home. And remember, when you're in death holler, listener discretion is always advised. We hope you enjoy the show.
1: go to attack of the bees what
0: is that what is that what is it oh no not the bees not the bees I ah! don't oh, my eyes
1: god I love that every time, <laughs> every time. Um, this movie I'm just going to go through this quick the man this movie was bad ghost killers versus bloody mary there's a theme to this I, I try to make themes to these episodes people uh, 2018 film, directed by Fabrizio Bittar. Uh, <laughs> probably butchered that, but I don't care at this point. Principal players, I'm gonna butcher all these names: Danilo Gentili. Uh, wait, wait, Gentilly. what's this
0: movie called?
1: Ghost Killers versus Bloody Mary.
0: Oh my God!
1: Let me let me throw this out there, folks. Every movie about Bloody Mary sucks. Every movie, like there's none of them that's rated. That's got a good rating. There's urban legends, bloody Mary. It's probably like got one of the worst ratings of any of the movies out there, which is surprising. Cause most of them are indie films. I chose one that was a horror slash comedy and it's, it's got n- neither. So we'll throw that out there first. It's, it's not a comedy nor a horror film. Um, Danilo Gentili, who plays Jack, who's the tech guy. We've got Marillo uh, Kuto, who plays Tulio, the producer put-upon-asshole. We have Leo Lenz, who plays Fred, who's fame-hungry uh, Zach Bagans wannabe. We always got to throw Zach Bagans in there because that guy's a douche in real life, people. If you haven't met him, that's the reason I keep throwing him under the bus. I can't stand him. Made him at a convention one time that we mentioned, like, Scarefest. He, he, he was big-timing people. Had his glass sunglasses on. He claimed it was because he – and I'm going to throw this out there in his defense, playing devil's advocate. He claims he had uh, food poisoning, and that's the reason that he kept, like, avoiding his table, and he kept, like, wearing these sunglasses all the time, even when it was nighttime outside. I think he was just trying to be a diva, but that's just me. <laughs> um <laughs> Danny Calabresa, who plays Caroline. Uh, She's a psychic with big boobs, and that's (laughs) all you need to know about her because that's all the movie cares about her. (laughs) And uh, Petra Quintella, who plays Katerina, which is the the young uh, female ghost in the movie. So from IMDb, this is their synopsis of the movie. (laughs) Poor YouTubers with expertise in supernatural events are seeking recognition from the audience Uh, whilst solving the urban legend of the bathroom blonde case, the spirit that haunts the school's bathroom in Brazil. Now, my synopsis of this movie, four losers who (laughs) saw themselves after ghost adventures are living with a producer's uncle behind his butcher shop and are being threatened with eviction if they don't pay when a job opens up at the local school the recent death of a student has shut down the school and the unscrupulous principal is hoping that inept glory hogs will broadcast uh, that they've eradicated the ghost haunting the bathroom they faked their shows uh, in order to get the school back up and running cuz he's losing money folks that's all he cares about ghost what happens- ghost facers <laughs> ghost facers um What happens is they quickly find out that the haunting is real, and they are completely unprepared to deal with it. There's lots of gore, some head explosions, and cannibalism ensues. That sounds way more interesting than what I watched. What I just described to you is actually more interesting than the film. Let me describe to you something that's in the movie, and you can decide for yourself. Now, we mentioned, whenever Noah was on here, the trauma film, poultry (laughs) guys we we discovered or we discussed the fact there was a guy who literally shit out some kind of or like the whole bathroom full of just diarrhea (laughs) this movie has a possessed turd in it (laughs) (laughs) i'm not even kidding and that goes into my pet peeve about this movie the biggest one um if you're going to make a horror movie Make consistent rules about how the ghost operates or, or the villain or whatever in the movie. I, I don't care what else you do with it, but have consistent rules. Because uh, it seems at one point in this movie the ghost can only possess females. Okay, that's a rule. that That's fine if that's what you want to establish. I'll live in that reality. Then she changes and she possesses the principal at one point. I'm spoiling this movie because you don't need to watch it. <laughs> um, he watched it, so you don't have to, folks. Exactly. Um, so, and, and and by the way, I did watch this while looking at my phone because it was that bad. I, <laughs> I had to have some distraction. Uh, I got to throw that out there. You
0: so, had to keep yourself awake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so she possesses the principal, okay? She can possess men. So why does she not possess like the tech guy and some of the others in the movie? No reason. There's there's absolutely no reason given. If you can possess literally anybody in the movie, then the main characters shouldn't matter. Just because they're the main characters, they should also get possessed. Hell, Ash got possessed at the end of Evil Dead. Spoilers for that if you've not seen it, but you should have watched it by now. Yeah, That's what the fuck fault. is
0: your problem? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, um... So, the, the guys in the movie, the, the main, you know, the ghost killers, they were, uh, which, by the way, their vehicle, this lame little Jeep, has like a, a, a shitty Ghostbusters-like emblem on it, and it looked, and somebody even makes a comment about it in the movie, so it's, it's got that going for it. But... Um, if she can possess anybody, why does she not possess the tech guy, the fame glory guy, and even the the put-upon guy that I was talking about who is the, the butcher's nephew who basically just runs around with these people because they act like they're his friend and they're really not. They're just Aww. using him because he has a place to live at. Uh, they've literally got him dressed up as a woman at this part in the movie where he's getting attacked. If you were going to bend the rules whatsoever that she cannot possess women or that she can only possess women she could have possessed him on a technicality at that point (laughs) because she he's dressed up as a female uh but he doesn't get possessed either it's only literally the principal all the females and as soon as they get possessed their heads explode including the (laughs) lady with the big boobs which uh, dies early in the movie and pissed me off i'm gonna throw it out there if you're gonna have a big boob female in the movie you might as well keep her
0: especially if you're gonna Uh, lose people's attention halfway through at least boobs
1: Yeah, exactly. You could have had boobs. And they kill another attractive female later on, and her head explodes. So, and, and then this uh, black uh, security guard who works at the, 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 um, the school uh, goes in there to, to just lay out a massive dump after he's, because that's all he does to the movie. He's just one of those guys that sits and eats in the background. And one of his turds gets possessed and comes flying at his head. So she can possess turds. And she, you know, and a an aborted fetus that's in a glass jar in one of the rooms. She possesses that, too.
0: <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs>
1: Um, so uh, here's my, here's my suggestion to any wannabe filmmakers out there. Establish rules for what happened. Mike Flanagan does this with expertise in spades. Establish rules for what's going on in your made up reality. And the audience, even though they have to, uh, accept this new reality that's different from their own, they will live in it peacefully as long as you stay to those rules. Don't, don't deter from them. Um, also, this movie is filmed in Portuguese is, is is a Portuguese film and it has subtitles. If that's an issue for anybody, you have to read this movie if you're not a Portuguese speaker. So throwing that out there, uh, and maybe that's the humor didn't connect with me, but it played like poultrygeist without the social commentary. No, you've seen so, plenty of movies
0: that you've had to read subtitles and you've done perfectly fine. So I don't think that was it.
1: Now, that's not what threw me from this movie. It's no. just it literally it was a lousy. I mean, like there was the humor in it was non-existent, and <laughs> it's I, oh my god, just, just don't watch it. Just don't. Uh, um, what's your
0: unofficial score? Oh, are you wait, Nicolas Cage.
1: Cool. We're gonna give the Nicolas Cage rating of this movie. This movie is going to get Deadfall, which is Nicolas Cage's only self-directed film from 1993. Uh, that is both inept in delivery and is not the fun kind of overacting that the man is known for. So this movie gets the worst Nicolas Cage rating you can get. Um.
0: (laughs) I want to throw out, (laughs) for for reference, we do not follow uh, the tomato meter. We do not follow Rotten Tomatoes, okay? But I looked it up because I was peaked. Rotten Tomatoes, the official tomato meter, which obviously we don't follow. Gives it a 50%. It, it, it did not deliver, okay? The audience score. You want to take a guess, Reverend? Don't look at your phone. Don't cheat. 30%. 82%.
1: Those people are idiots.
0: <laughs> I think this is the first time in the history of ever that we actually agree with the official tomato meter.
1: Uh or close I actually I think that's high. I think fifty because I read some of those reviews slightly or the the 50% because that's what I that's the reason I picked this one at the best rotten tomato score, uh, which is not always a good indicator, folks. Just throwing yeah, it out there for Yeah, It's you. not. But I read it and I was like 50%. That means half the people and like I read it and they were like, it's and literally the, the good rating was it's dumb, but it has some humor to it. I would argue it's dumb and has no humor to it but that opinion varies amongst people who find possessed turds funny but if that's <laughs> your thing then you know
0: i'd probably enjoy this movie <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: god but that is the point of attack of the bees sometimes i try to direct you to gems when i find them uh, other times i try to land or lay on those bombs so that you don't have to ever have to worry about them so and this you time go. you
0: literally <laughs> gave them shit so
1: uh, gave them shits and an aborted fetus that's crawling, you know, around trying to eat you. So there you go. All right. Um, before we get into the movie, I want to discuss Bloody Mary slash Candyman type legends because that we're getting into a film that's about that. And I think that they're, it's an interesting concept that apparently is not very well done in movie form. No, um,
0: no. By any means.
1: Jilted, so, jilted women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and the character is a really cool one. I mean, the concept is, is cool. Um, Bloody Mary, according to the sources out there, could be one of several historical figures. It could be actually any. If you go by the Supernatural episode, which we want to discuss, it could be anybody named Mary who just happened to be in a you know a tragic situation. But the ones that it, that a lot of people refer to is uh, Mary I, Queen of England, the daughter oh, yeah. of Henry VIII. She burned around 300 Protestants at the stake when she took over as the Roman Catholic uh, queen. Now um, she gets thrown under the bus slightly if you read some historians because her sister came back after the fact and her sisters viewed as like a better person than her, and when she became queen, but she put Catholics to the stake and burned them. So it's you know tomato tomato, they're you know one
0: Christians in the same, each
1: other, up. yeah. You know? Um. But she, I mean, she's actually known by the name Bloody Mary because she just killed so many people, and and it was one of those situations where she technically gave them a chance to change. She said, if you, you know, if you convert, I won't put you to death, and of course, they were all like, no, we don't like the Roman Catholic Church. She's like, all right, well, then you're dead. You know, that's yeah, the kind of situation. Yeah, you're dead to me. <laughs> you're dead to the world now. Um there's Elizabeth Bathory, who's also considered Bloody Mary oh, yeah. because uh, she's the Hungarian noblewoman and serial killer that bathed in the blood of virgins. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. She could have been a vampire, allegedly. That's that's the going myth about her. Uh, and then there's Mary Worth, who's conflict- – it's a conflicting tale because Mary Worth is either a woman who was accused of witchcraft and burned at stake in Salem – or she was a woman who put slaves to death that tried to escape the South during the Civil War, you know, Underground Railroad system. So, but Mary Worth is the third person that's considered Bloody Mary, and especially in American lore. Now, every Bloody Mary tale, and, and Candyman kind of changes this slightly, but they all deal with the rule of three. You have to say the name of the spirit <laughs> multiple times to get it to, to be summoned. Um, Candyman does five. Bloody married us three. I probably said it enough times she's probably gonna come out of something, including my phone to kill me right now. <laughs> um <laughs> But there's also Beetlejuice because <gasps> he operates on the rule of three.
0: Oh my god. Just throwing
1: that out there. Um, so what's your thoughts of that on the rule of three? Do you think that's like some kind of like callback to like the uh holy trinity, uh unholy trinity the uh, I, uh, like three's a magical number type thing. What do you think that is, Urana, As far as like why three is like the number?
0: Well, something about the number three, and it's funny because I, you know, had I actually put some thought into that, I had probably had pulled would put pulled up the numerology numerology on it whatsoever. But yes, three seems to be this jilted number of yes, the Holy Trinity, and anything like for instance, we have the six six six, and that's supposed to be a mocking. Of the the Holy Trinity, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I think if we knew the origin of the first, you know, maybe it was uh, Lucifer, Lucifer, Lucifer. You know, what was the first, <laughs> you know, rule of three? Because somebody took that and ran with it, and then it just kept going and going and going. Honestly, I don't think there's really any substance to it whatsoever. Um, but that seems to be, you know, it's one of those things when you're discussing, just like when you're discussing these people, like, uh, Mary, you know, queen of the first queen of England. Uh, and then when you're talking about Elizabeth the Bathory, I've been listening to, I had listened to a few podcasts about these particular women and Mm -hmm. just much like the Salem witch trials, a lot of this stuff was indeed alleged, not documented. They were accusations that stuck. And so it's hard to know, were these women, was Mary the First, was she just a a woman in power that that men wanted to take her down? Because it's clear, men did not like women in power back in those days. And were these just rumors that were brought against them, much like a witch trial, or was she really the way she was? I choose to believe that she was as bad as, you know, (laughs) because everybody loves... History that is scandalous, you know, same with Elizabeth Bathory. Oh, my God. She like in history, she was a fucking monster. But there is some actual like documentation to show she wasn't who she was put up to be and that she was just a woman that was taken down by rumors and stuff. So, you know, much like that, when you think of history and how it actually was versus how it is, same thing with the number three. It's just something it's it's a it's a witch hunt type thing. And if you get caught saying this or blah, 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 you are obviously summoning somebody bad or you're trying to do something bad. And you better not have a mole on your body or else you're going to get fucking burned at the stake. Or you're going to be put in the water with bricks to see if you can float.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just think think it's interesting, too, in geometry, uh, like three is like is one of the stronger numbers because you look at like, you know, a triangle. It's like one of the I mean. It, I mean, uh, the Egyptians even based like their design off a triangle. I mean, it's a solid like design. It's a it's a solid symbol. It, it's it's stronger than like even. I mean, a square doesn't offer much more as far as stability as than like a triangle. So I think that's kind of interesting that three kind of works that way as well. But I, you know, it's it's kind of weird that rule three is associated with all these or those type situations.
0: Yeah, I um, mean, I don't see that going away anytime soon either. <laughs>
1: Now mirrors, mirrors have always had like things in, in history. I mean, like, or in like myth and and lore and that sort of thing. Uh, everybody knows the main one. If you break one seven years, bad luck, you know, um, uh, they were covered during Victorian times uh, whenever a funeral was held in a home uh, or just to prevent the soul because a lot of times the I mean, you know, they had the funerals in house or at least had the, the viewings and they didn't want the spirit of the person, you know, to become trapped in the household by seeing their own reflection and, and not knowing they're uh, being able to find their way onto the other side, um, which is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Were you aware of that, Urena? Have you heard of that?
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. We fully believe in that. Now, I'm not going to say that. My family, we've ever covered up mirrors. You know, funerals are held at funeral homes. There's not mirrors there. Let's be honest. There, <laughs> no, nobody wants to not. see themselves crying or grieving, you know, or anything like that. Um, and if there was, if there happened to be a mirror, we're not going to sit there like fucking covering them up. But yes, it, it is something that in my family we do believe mirrors can you definitely don't want to break one but it's more or less if you break one if they're okay mirrors can be protective meaning they keep the bad on the other side of it but if you break that mirror you you risk the chance of that spirit being able to come through so that's why you don't want to break the mirror you know that could be related to that seven years of bad luck again all just speculation there's no as far as i know there's no you know truth behind this um superstitions you know it's just stuff that we believe in
1: um yeah i mean uh, there's there's more lore to even that stuff uh the uh victorian lore uh that you actually had to keep the uh the mirror covered up uh until the body was in the grave like they that's how like superstitious they were about mirrors and the dead in, in those times brass mirrors used in china above idols uh, were actually used to scare off evil spirits. Like when they saw the reflection above yeah. the idol, then they were scared away. So that's a protective element to it.
0: Constantine, anybody?
1: Um, <laughs> um, now there's the the one that I saw whenever I was kind of doing some research on this that I'd never heard before. They said that if you keep uh, a, a mirror beside your bed, that it can actually cause you problems while you sleep, and it's and the superstition is that spirits on the other side of the mirror can use it as a conduit to attack and steal your energy while you're sleeping.
0: I fully believe when that. When
1: your body its it's more uh, least defensible or, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, I don't have a mirror by my bed.
1: And uh, the other thought is is that your soul can actually become confused while it's trying to turn to your body upon waking. For those people that think that your soul kind of leaves while you're sleeping, mm-hmm. that if you have a mirror close to the bed, that that will confuse the process and actually, you know, may lead to more possessions or something. I don't know. As previously thought, discussed, like. this is why
0: you keep a glass of water by your bedstand. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, oh now, shit!
0: I forgot to watch Supernatural. <laughs>
1: okay well i did watch it and no, i'll bring it up uh now there want gonna bring up real quick there's an x-files episode uh, 3.13 you know third episode 13 or 13th episode thir- third season called Scissor uh Ciz-G or something like that it's S Y i don't know why they made that up but, but it's not really what the got fuck name Mary this
0: fucking dude from tesla
1: Yeah, exactly. Or somebody who was just like, I don't know what to name this. And they just start typing on their keyboard. Yeah, what they came up with. I think that's literally it. But um, Bloody Mary doesn't appear in this episode. And actually, it's funny, because it's got like a very young Ryan Reynolds when he kind of had like a more rounded fat face when he was like (laughs) a teenager. He looks really weird in this. And he's like, and the only thing he has is he's in it for like a few seconds at the beginning or a few minutes where he's crying because one of his buddies has died. He's on the football team. And then the next thing you see is that he's hanging uh, from the edge of a cliff or whatever, like he's killed (laughs) himself. But it turns out there's two girls in the town who are making everybody think that there's a devil, devil worshipers in the area, but they're actually telepathics themselves. And they're causing all the mischief. But how it ties into Bloody Mary is that somebody says that during the episode and causes, uh, after they say Bloody Mary's name, the two teenagers cause the mirror to explode into their face and kill them, making everybody think that, you know, Bloody Mary was, you know, the one that did it in that situation. Um, Supernatural, the first season, fifth episode, actually does have Bloody Mary in it.
0: Yeah, that's the name Um, of the episode, isn't it?
1: It is, yeah. It's the exact name of the episode. and. And that one, um, it's a very young Sam and Dean. Oh, like, my God. Means, Sam um, with this
0: flipped-up hairstyle.
1: Uh, yep, and Dean has not got the Dean voice yet, for those <laughs> people that know what I'm talking about. It's, it's there a little bit. He doesn't sound like, like Batman. Like, yeah, it's, it's not the Batman voice. It sounds like a little kid almost doing the Batman voice at this point. And um, it's, it's interesting because, like, even the look of the show is different than what, you know, you remember later on because, like, the color palette's more washed out. Yes. the It's darker. Like, the scenes are not lit as well, which is a good thing for a horror show. Um, you know, Kripke was still in charge at this point. I mean, it's, you know, beginning of the show. And um, it's just interesting because the way they have to defeat Bloody Mary in that one is that they find out that she was, like, uh, tragically, uh, I, th- I think she was, like, in a situation where she died in front of her mirror. Mm-hmm. She was like murdered in front of her mirror. She was murdered in front of it. And, and she started to spell out the name of the person who did that to her. Yes. Trevor. Uh, and um, because her body was cremated, of course they can't do the salt and burn. like Oh they do yeah. I remember it. that. So they have to get the original track down the original uh, mirror, which happened to have been sold at a recent auction in the town where the, the, you know, all the bloody Mary sightings or or problems have been spotting up. And for those folks who don't know the people in the town, when they start saying the actual bloody Mary, bloody Mary stuff, she appears to those who have like guilty consciousness. And in this episode, not the person who says bloody Mary, unless they specifically have like a guilty thing that they're, you know, that they're, that they're worried about. But if she's in the household with somebody who is whenever her name's uttered, she appears to them, and their eyes basically melt out of their head, Yeah. this big bloody mess, yeah. and they hemorrhage to death on the inside. Hence, the name Bloody Mary, you know. Um, and the only way that's and, and Sam in this episode happens to be the one who's got the guilty conscience because he feels that he is to blame for his uh, girlfriend's death at the beginning of the very first episode, and he summons Bloody Mary in the mirror where they've got her, at, where they've got her at the pawn shop, and they're idea is, is to trap her inside or get her inside the mirror finally where she originated at and then break that one but uh, when they finally do that she actually crawls out of the mirror after them and kind of looks like the girl from the ring at this point. Yeah. It's all like twitchy and all that stuff and um, I, I'm trying to remember how they actually defeat her at this point. I, oh yeah set, or Dean holds up another mirror shows her herself and she actually does her own like damage to herself at that point kind of like. When oh Yeah her reflection says you're guilty you're you're blamed for whatever she did and she kills herself basically and when she explodes she explodes into like a big bunch of fragments of glass which is awesome because you would imagine somebody who comes from a mirror would do that season
0: Um, one of supernatural was a gem that really a lot of people need to experience
1: it, it really is. It, it got me into the show, and I think I started on the Wendigo episode, and that's probably oh, one of the worst God. ones in that first season. I <laughs>
0: like the Wendigo episode just because of the lore of what I have heard and everything, so I don't know. That's just me.
1: But, well, it's good lore. It's just I think that episode was one of their weaker ones. So, like, I went back and watched the very first episode, and that Woman in White episode, oh, my God, it's so good. Like Woman I mean, in White was good um and then i think i can't remember where it goes in the second episode but it's 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 another like big famous one that they do after that and it just goes on and i think it might have been the one about the girl whose uh ghost was trapped in the doll or something was one of the, f- the second or third one and they had to like and they figured that out but that was a really good episode yeah um a lot of ghosts early on a lot of go- and you know what
0: in a <laughs> I remember watching the first episode. and I'm like, this show is scary, like not scary, scary. Like I can't do this. But I was like, Ugh, like I don't, I don't know about this shit, man. But I just kept watching. My friend was like, it's not scary, and I'm like, ah, uh, whatever.
1: But it's funny because that show had such power creep. Because the first season they're like fighting ghosts and like or you know, and like uh, cryptids, and that's like their big thing that they can hardly take down. And then like their last season, they're taking on God. I mean, oh, yeah. That's a huge uh, spoiler alert, everyone. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, it's a good episode. Uh, if you can track down the original uh, DVDs or Blu-rays, I highly suggest that because I watched this on Netflix. And I remember watching this show when it first came on. And, like, the music is so bad in the Netflix version because they couldn't get the rights to the, the same music. And it doesn't have the same feel to it. I mean, Oh, not at all. It's to, like watching Seinfeld. Yeah, I mean, you're supposed to be listening to Rock of Ages playing on, you know, in the background as they're driving down the road and talking about, you know, how they're going to track down the mirror. And, like, it's playing some random, like, just bullshit, um, like, indie pop song or oh, something. Oh, God, like,
0: fucking like bass. that mm-hmm. has nothing to do with the mood of what's happening at all. And you're just yeah, like, it, this is, and it's funny because it sounds displaced because I was like. This music sucks, and then as we get a little further on, I finally started watching it like on CW because I had finally caught up and I was like, Oh man, this is way better.
1: What season did you end up watching starting on Supernatural whenever you watched it live? I mean, I want to
0: say it was nine.
1: See, you didn't even get to see like listen to the good music on the show because, like, that's one of the things that attracted me to it. That second season when it starts off, and and uh, Dean's putting the car back together and it's playing back in black. I mean that that was badass. Was I mean, that not what, on Netflix you know, cuz
0: I felt like the music started getting better on Netflix?
1: Uh it, I I'm not like I said I just watched this one random episode and they started playing like an almost country western song to end the episode out when Sam oh sees his girlfriend Jess. Yeah. And I was like I know this was not that. I mean cuz Dean only that was the main thing in the first episode. He had this big I mean they they set the soundtrack up smartly in the actual uh, script because he had this big old box of tapes and it was all like, you know, eighties uh, rock basically. And I was like, yeah, I know for a fact he's not listening to this. He's driving down the road. That's not what music Dean listens to. Yeah. Um, so, and, and like I mentioned, Candyman's also, you know, another movie in this, you know, summon a, a ghost type situation, uh, Candyman's more of like an avenger for like people though. Like he, when you call him in, it's more more to uh, get revenge on the people who's done you wrong. And then, of course, our favorite ghost of the most, who will be making an appearance very shortly on this podcast, is Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> um He'll do anything you want him to do. Oh God. <laughs> oh man. Uh, But on to the movie discussion around this out. Oculus, the 2013 film, uh, directed by Mike Flanagan. I want to say this is his, let's see, I'm trying to think of his movie filmography. This is his second movie, maybe? Let's see, Absentia was his first. I want to say this was his second because Hush is after this. So this is pretty early on, uh, which is surprising because it's a really good movie for somebody that's uh, as inexperienced as he was probably at that time um principal players we have karen gillen who plays kaylee she's the main protagonist trying to get revenge against the mirror um everybody who knows karen gillen uh, knows her from two things Uh, maybe (laughs) maybe three you know her from doctor who if you're a big doctor who fan shout out to av out there uh 11th doctor's companion amy pond she was like this is she is the companion who got me into Doctor Who? Her and Matt Smith, or what got me into the show? Like uh, their dynamic was uh, to me better than Rose and David Tennant. I know that's that's heresy out there to some Doctor Who fans, but I really did like Amy Pond and the Eleventh Doctor's uh, dynamic. Um, she's also known for her character in the Marvel's Guardians the Galaxies uh, Guardians of the Galaxy um, Nebula is the character she plays in that Gamora's sister. And uh, some people may know her from Jumanji. Uh, those new Jumanji movies are actually pretty good, in my opinion. Uh, the Welcome to the Jungle Next Level are the two that she was in uh, playing that character, uh, which is funny because like she's a she's a video game or or you know character of a of a young or like a teenage girl or something in those movies. it's it's kind of inner an, and then like the character changes personalities in the second one because another character gets access to her. It's weird. yeah. Um, almost like, um,
0: uh, oh my God, that that new movie that Ryan Reynolds is in fun guy or
1: uh, uh, free guy, free
0: guy, kind of similar in there.
1: Yeah. A little bit like that. It's kind of got that, um, video game vibe to it. Uh, it's, it's really good though. I mean, surprisingly, and then she's in a movie called outcast, which is kind of a horror based movie for those who's looking for that. We have, uh, Brenton Thwaites who plays Tim Russell, who is the brother, uh, who's been in a mental institution since the events of the siblings childhood and maybe the we will get to that. Um, he's uh, currently in Titans. He's playing Robin in that. If you've got that on, uh, HBO max, uh, used to be the DC network, um, He's the, the Robin that said fuck Batman in one of the, the promotional things. That's kind of the he's the pissed off Robin. Uh, he plays in Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. He was in Maleficent. Uh, he was in the movie The Giver, Ghost of War, which is a 2020 supernatural war film, and in the movie The Awakening back in 1980, of all things. He, he was a you know young kid back in that, um, which is a horror film. We have Katie Sackhoff. Uh, playing Marie Russell, who is the mother and the one who realizes the mirror is supernatural, uh, and also goes batshit crazy. Uh, I don't know that she does. Are... Well, well, we'll discuss get, we'll get that. that yeah, uh, she is in the Mandalorian right now. She plays one. Of oh the, yeah, she plays one of the characters in that. Um, she was in Longmire for those who watch that show. Uh, a lot of people gonna know her from Battlestar Galactica, the the newer, the newest one that came out. Uh, you know, it's, I, I say new. It's been a while now, but still, uh, she was in that one. Uh, she was in the Riddick movies. Um, she was in Halloween, Halloween Resurrection. She was in The Hunting in Connecticut two. Don't knock twice. White Noise two. Uh, Batman: The Long Halloween with Jensen Ackles, who we've just been talking <laughs> about. Uh, she was in Batman Year One, and she was also a voice actor in Night of the Animated Dead. Uh, okay, she's Oh, that she's was pretty time. good. Yeah, she's she's a big time geek like fixture. I mean, you a lot of geeks say you know geek films. When you see Katie Sackoff, you're like, okay, I, you know she's you know she's in this. Um, we've got uh, Rory Cochrane, who plays Alan Russell, who is the father and possessed by the mirror. Uh, in the movie, um, he was in Dazed and Confused as one of the teenagers in that with uh, Matthew McConaughey's. All right, all right, all right. Oh, God. <laughs> Empire Records. Uh, he's in the new movie Antlers that came out last year. I, I'm still meaning to see that one. That that's about a win to go since we're talking Ooh. about that. Um, it looks really good too. Um, he was in a Scanner Darkly with our favorite Keanu, oh and God, that movie uh, he looks was so in weird. Black Mass with Johnny Depp. Okay. Um, and we have Kate Siegel, who is Marisol. Marisol. Is the, yep. She's the evil spirit and demon in the mirror. Um, she is in everything Mike Flanagan makes for obvious reasons. Yes. No uh, need to
0: go through all those titles. She's in all of them. Yeah, Every single one except uh, his I first will, film that you had mentioned.
1: Oh. Uh, Hush! You need to watch Hush. That that is a good good movie with her in it. I will. I really want to throw two things out there for her though. She is in the fall of the House of Usher that's in production right now. I can't wait to see that because that is that that book or that story from Edgar Allan Poe, but done by Mike Flanagan in a, a House on a hunted Hill format. So that's going to be amazing because that story is actually really good. It's kind of creepy for one of Edgar Allan Poe's stories. And um, she was also one uh, that I didn't realize she was in Ouija: Origin of Evil because that's another Mike Flanagan film. Okay, and it's funny. It's funny because Ouija, the first movie, sucks. Like it's it's kind of bad. But the Origin of Evil movie, just like most Mike Flanagan things, is actually really good. Okay, I mean, it's it's for a prequel especially to a shitty movie. It's actually <laughs> a good film. Um, we have uh, Annalise Basso who plays young Kaylee and Garrett Ryan who plays young Tim. Now, the synopsis, officially, is that years after a horrific family event that left them orphans, uh, two siblings reunite to put an end to the antique mirror that seems to bring death to everyone who owns it. Um, That's basically the gist of the movie. Now, I mean, as far as discussing it, we're not going to do anything like break down, you know, scene by scene or anything, but... Uh, you can kind of discuss what you you know what you thought was interesting about it and some of the things that are happening because this is a movie that's definitely up like the, it's in the eyes of a beholder which is funny because mm-hmm. Oculus literally means eye in Latin or like a window to something.
0: Oh God, and um, the perfect name. I mean, I did not know that about <laughs> Oculus. Uh, I have an Oculus VR, <laughs> and I don't want to go near it now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, what I would like to say about this film is that. I like the lore they put into this into this film. They created a history for this mirror that oh, probably- That, that lore. Yes. That lore is amazing.
1: It, yes. they,
0: it, they, they, it, they create- I mean, it follows typical superstitions about mirrors, but it kind of has its own thing. And the, the, the amount, not even a ton, they have the actress go through, um, they have her go through the history- of this mirror, and she's explaining it to her brother who is fresh out of the fucking cuckoo's nest, okay? (laughs) Um, Which I was telling Noah watching this, that's fucked up. He literally spent a necessary amount of time in this place.
1: 11 years, yeah. For
0: doing something that I felt was necessary. We'll get into that. And (laughs) then gets out, and his sister immediately goes to cuckoo town with him. And it's like, can we... Give it a moment. I know you're on. And granted, they didn't have a moment. The more you watch the film, you realize, no, this had to fucking happen. Like, the time is now, you know, and we need to do something. Um, and
1: then they set it up for a while, too, because the mirror is literally getting ready to be sold to a new uh, oh, yeah. person. And, and they're trying to stop that new family from, you know, having the same thing happen to them. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, no, it, it makes sense. But I, at first, I was like, what the fuck, dude? Um, The back and forth reminds me of Haunting of Hill House. Wait, Haunting of Hill House? The Netflix one. I always mix them up. There's so many fucking hauntings. Yeah, the Haunting of Hill House, yeah. Yeah, so it reminds me of that. The ghosts are identical, which, I'm going to be honest with you, works for me. Because it feels like all these films could be connected, you know, that all these films and shows and things Mm -hmm. like that. And obviously they are connected.
1: Especially with him putting Midnight Mass in literally all of his movies. It's almost like they exist in the same universe. Exactly. Exactly.
0: They do. And it's just like, I like the consistency of it because it doesn't get boring and it makes it like, these are what ghosts look like. Everything else is shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, no, no. It, it's it's so consistent, and they're different films. They're not the same place. They're not the same characters. Some of them are the same actors or actresses. I get it, you know. But I don't know. It, it fucking works for me. Um, the amount of fuckery that was going on in this film, in the back and the forth, it's, it's almost hard to keep track, but it's not at the same time. Like, you don't know if there's an adult with a child version of their sibling or vice versa or a, or a young sibling with a with an older version of themselves in this house trying to attain this goal which was to get rid of this goddamned mirror because this mirror was causing so much fucking drama it was one big mind fuck uh so <laughs> I, I don't want to rate it. Obviously, there's so much more to talk about, but I want you to know that I was fucking here for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to bring up something from the very beginning of the movie because I just noticed it because I was literally on the, in the process of rewatching it whenever you know we decided to do the podcast, mm-hmm. you know whenever you, you message me. Um, I didn't realize this till I, upon rewatch that scene at the beginning where, uh, he is having his dream mm-hmm. that he's describing to the, the psychiatrist that gets him oh, out of the mental institution. Oh, yes. Th- that is a prophecy.
0: It is. Yes.
1: B- because he has the gun and he's got it aimed at his sister. And whenever you watch the end of the movie, spoiler alert, he is the reason that his sister dies. He yes. is the reason, because he, he's the one that activates the yacht anchor, mm-hmm. and he kills her. So he literally, that, that is a doom prophecy right from the beginning, and and Flanagan is telling you straight up, this is not going to have a good ending. This, uh, I'm showing yeah. you the ending right here.
0: And you know what was funny about, not funny, but you know what I mean, you get it, uh, is that that was him, he was trying to talk to the doctor he wasn't ready to go.
1: Yes, he was basically. Saying, I'm
0: not. He was not comfortable, and the doctor's like, I think, in my expert opinion, <laughs> that he is of sound mind. He's dreaming about killing his sister, and he has accepted <laughs> the fact that he has taken responsibility. Excuse me, what the fuck? Um, I personally think that doctor is at fault for everything that occurred, even the mirror. <laughs> oh, so no, I'm just geez. kidding. <laughs>
1: It's well, I mean, he is because I thought that's funny knowing how the movie ended when the doctor's sitting there talking about he's in like, you know, perfect sound mind. I'm like, oh, no, what are you going to say whenever he actually gets, you know, rearrested? I mean, I hope your medical license is put on the line because of this. Yeah, I was
0: thinking I was like this poor guy and the way it ends. And we'll get into that a little bit more after a a full discussion of the film. But like I was I told my husband, I was like, he's going to get arrested and (laughs) they're going to be like, cuckoo. Fucking crazy. Um, um, I want to talk a little bit about the. Okay, there was more than one ghost. Yes, there was a Bloody Mary ghost in this mirror, which was Marisol or Marisol. Which,
1: which is interesting because she was literally the last victim. It was as Kaylee is going through her list of victims. Marisol was the last one in the seventies before the 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 uh, mirror <laughs> appeared in her family's home in two thousand two. Mm-hmm. So I mean Marisol is the one that's in them that's appears to them. So it's like the, the, to me, I interpret that as like the victims get trapped within the mirror. Like it it absorbs the souls of the people that it kills. Yes. And, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, because she, it's literally her haunting them, but like she was the last victim as well.
0: Yeah. And I don't know when that, well, I guess I do know when that crack appeared because the kids, it was when the dad got shot. Right.
1: Yes. There's yes. a scene
0: where the the one of the main characters which at the time is a child has to kill his father to protect his sister and it took the damage of that person being slammed against the mirror while getting killed to cause that damage um which kind of upset me towards the end in in the movie I was thinking the only way They can damage this mirror, even before seeing that scene, is that one of them is probably going to have to be against the mirror getting hurt to hurt the mirror. I thought Mm -hmm. one was going to have to be sacrificed. Um, Spoiler alert, a person was sacrificed, but for some reason that boat anchor could only go through a body and not damage the mirror whatsoever, even though she was pressed against it while she was getting killed. So I, personally, that kind of irked me, because I was like, that would have been a perfect opportunity. I was thinking, oh, cool. She had to die (laughs) to damage this mirror. No, that's not what happened. But going back to the Bloody Mary, she wasn't the only ghost. She was more or less the whore of Babylon, if you will, that kind of seduced Seduced the the dad. dad. And it was funny.
1: Kate Seagal, so yes, uh, the easy seducer, hot ghost. I I
0: mean, (laughs) Marisol. And not only that, but and well, and then she appeared normal in like one scene of the movie where it allegedly shows the dad having an affair. Um, which he is mentally because he probably thinks what you see is really happening. Everyone sees something a little bit differently, but I like how the craziness of the mom thinking that her husband is cheating on her uh, because she's hearing and the kids are seeing things. So at all points, she finds that piece of paper with Marisol's name all over it. Mm -hmm. That will drive a woman crazy and she will do the shit that that mom did. Unfortunately, that mom had to see some shit, too, in that mirror. That mirror fucked with her. That mirror will fuck with you, by the way. It called her a fat cow.
1: <laughs> and it also uh, made her uh, C-section scar that she was so worried about at the beginning of the film. It made it more pronounced Yeah, And, like, there was a whole scene where it, like, she was, like, ripping it apart or something. It's like, or it was getting ripped apart. It's oh, like-
0: that was fucked up. I was like, I felt that in my soul, okay? I, I felt that in my scar, I should say. <laughs>
1: Um, uh, the, the one thing I want to throw out there first, I mean, chronologically speaking, cause it gets, I mean, that's the part you you were discussing earlier is whenever Kaylee or, or, you know, Karen's going, you know, character is kind of going over like how, you know, she's uh, the brothers just out, she's got him in there, she's convinced him to come inside the house at least once. He sees like that flashback, you know, of the the where his mom was, you know, the little, uh, attachment to the wall where his mom was attached by a dog leash to the you know, oh yeah, the bed, you know, or near the bed, um, which is not there. Like he snaps out of it, and that's the first hint that something's, you know, like he's either remembering things or the mirror's fucking with him. Mm-hmm. But uh, whenever they. Um, Uh, but whenever they're sitting there and she's going over all that stuff, I just think it's so, I mean, uh, the lore is there in that scene, but also how smart it is because the one thing we discussed with Texas Chainsaw, the reason that movie sucks so bad, the new one, is because the people in it are all idiots. Like, they have no, like, I mean, like... Even if fight or flights, you know, the last thing you've got, like on your brain, the human brain will be like, I've got to get out of this situation. I'm not just going to stand here and film somebody killing everybody else while I'm getting, I mean, some people might do that, (laughs) but I mean, most people like it would get the adrenaline kick in. You would be trying to run somewhere one way or the other. In this movie, like, it is so smart. Like, she's got, like, all the different, I mean, she's one of the smartest, like, protagonists in a movie. Oh, yeah. Know, when it comes to that, because she's got, like, the different alarms set up. She's got them on different, like, we've got to eat, because one person who, you know, had this mirror starved themselves to death. Yeah. We've got to drink, because one person laid in a tub and died of dehydration. We've got to, uh, I've got the alarm set on the kill switch. Uh, we've got the the my uh, fiancé calling in that I've lied to and said it's because I'm worried my brother's going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> which, You know, he's, like, in the room, you know, like, there's that whole scene. But, like, she's got all these things, and she's got all the cameras on backup power. Like, it is the smartest setup. And then the movie skirts all of that. Oh, yeah. Because the Oculus part of it, you can't believe your own fucking eyes. Exactly. What what you're seeing is not reality.
0: It made it so (laughs) realistic in terms of, well, how are we watching us moving these cameras where they are and having this conversation. I don't remember having this conversation. Are you sure it didn't happen? Because this mirror and, and the spirits, they fucking fuck with you. Um, I'm going to throw this out here. I was, okay, shockingly not bored throughout this film, but I wasn't liking the amount of action I was not getting. So it was almost a slow burn for me too because – but it was necessary because there was a lot of setup that went into explaining what you're about to see. You don't know if you're about to see it correctly.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You've got unreliable narrators because you, they don't know what they're saying. So you don't know what they're saying. And the hard
0: part about it is that they realize it and it's like, okay, well, what do we accept? What do we believe? Um, I don't know. I, I just thought that, it 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 worked so well because nothing about it was super predictable in general. Like it was like, Okay, they're doing this. Oh my god, they didn't do that, you know, or whatnot. I also wanna throw out much respect to Flanagan for not killing the dogs in the movie. <laughs> We love you. He didn't you.
1: officially. He didn't officially kill him on screen. They disappeared. So they he, disappeared. He gets, and there's
0: no. You don't know what happened because one yeah. kid saw the dog had parvo, got sick, and went to the vet and went, never came back. The other kid saw the dog throwing up on the floor, and well, no, that was the same kid that knew it had parvo. The other one saw the dog go into a room and disappear.
1: Yeah, just nothing gone. They
0: don't know what happened. And then the other dog just got released. Um, how dare uh, she, Karen, bring that dog in? <laughs>
1: Well, she, she didn't give it a name for a reason. She didn't want to get attached to it. He so. was
0: so adorable. Okay, and how are you going to get, like, a fucking, like, uh, not a mutt? You're going to get, like, a purebred fucking? <laughs> what the hell, dude? It's not some random dog off the street or anything. You could have got, like, a mutt. They're, they're everywhere. <laughs> Go to the hood. Sheesh.
1: She was all about using the best materials for the job because, I mean, even like the water, she could have got, she could have had like just random like bottled water. But no, she had to get like Aquafina, like she had to go branded on it. I mean, like she was, you know, that and she had like Mac computers to like film. Everything. Yeah, that's it's true. Like, you know. She
0: had to have the best of the best, which was funny because speaking of the computers, she was like, we can't have electricity because it's going to get boggled. Bitch, what do you think those computers are? <laughs> What do you think those cameras are? I did like how the phone camera kind of showed you what was reality.
1: Yeah, that was the interesting thing because you couldn't trust your own eyes, but you could trust the technology. Yeah. Because the one scene where she may have killed her fiance when he walks inside. Spoiler alert, she did. Yeah, she did. (laughs) But, like, the only way she could prove it was to look through her camera and use the camera lens to prove it.
0: Yes, and then she gets rid of it. Bitch, that was your Coraline seeing stone, okay? (laughs) You got rid of your seeing stone. And I know you don't know what a seeing stone is, but you fucking had one in your hands and then you destroyed it. Why? For why? Why?
1: and I just thought about something. It's really weird. Like, so his second movie is a movie where you can't trust your eyes because the ghost is like moving or, you know, like doing all that. Mm-hmm. His third movie is about a woman who's deaf and can't, you know, and can't rely on her hearing. So that's, that's kind of interesting. You know, Yeah, kinda, yeah. you, you got to rely on
0: those other senses, <laughs> heightened senses, if you will. Um, all right. What else? What, what else are we missing?
1: Um, well, there, I mean, we got to throw the gore in there because uh, you're right. It's a slow burn. But when it's there, it's effective. I mean, the scenes where she's ripping, you know, like looks like she's ripping her C-section scar apart. Yeah, that, that uh, hurt. The, the, eating the light bulb or that whatever. That was cool. It,
0: I knew that was going to happen. That was the only thing I predicted in that film. I was like, oh, she's going to. You saw that apple go down. You knew straight up she was going to bite a fucking light bulb, which was awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah um, avie
0: would not have been able to handle this film. She wanted to watch it in Vegas. <laughs> she does not like gore
1: at all. I, I, I warned her there was some gore in it. I was like, for the most part, it's okay, but the, the gore that's in it is effective. you know. It what, is effective it is. and I think
0: that's what've really gotten her.